The following show contains spoilers for Sausage Party and is unsuitable for the consumption of vegetarians and vegans. Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack and today I'm joined by a man who seasons my sausage, a man who puts the hot in hot dogs, a man who is the corn on the cob. He's I'm running out of terrible, terrible food innuendos. He's got a big sausage. He save me, Chris. <laughs> Uh, no, keep going. Please, I'm enjoying all these. I ran out of innuendos at the first innuendo. Oh. But How yes, are it's you, Chris. Chris? Oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. You're alright. Are you full? Have you eaten well today? I'm actually quite a bit hungry. Are you hungry? Oh, dear. What time is Subway, please? Ooh, I don't know. 11, I think. I might go get my three foot long after this. Oh, you've accumulated points on no, the Subway No, I have accumulated card. points. Good. Sausage party, Chris. Is what you're going to have at Subway. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's what we're having now in the shed. Sausage party. Uh, No, it's a film that uh, came out. And uh, we did promise you that we were going to talk about it. We finally watched it, which means we can finally talk about it. So, Chris, as it is a new release, we normally do a little bit of reviewing. Or, well, try to review it. We're not very good at it. No, we? we don't talk about... We don't really review it as apart from talk about... The bits we like. Yeah, we like the bits. But we don't talk about anything else that you would expect from a review, like how good the voice acting was and stuff. No. I try to sometimes, but then you just, you know... It gets boring, so I just drag you off course. Yeah, you steamroll over me and go, I like that bit. So in that respect, Chris, Mm -hmm. what bit did you like of Sausage Party? What are your thoughts, feelings and emotions on this film? I enjoyed it. I thought it was humorous. It's meant to be. It's, it's a meant comedy, to be. It is so a comedy. It that goal. Quick overview. It's just about food. That thinks when they get purchased in a shop, they go off to uh, the great beyond. Yeah. They don't realise they get eaten. Food heaven, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's all a lie in the shop. Oh uh, yeah. Started by the the imperishables, the the foods that don't have a sell by date. They Which build up this lie. Includes a Twinkie, apparently. A Twinkie. Yes, I was going to get onto this early, but since you brought up the Twinkie thing, I didn't think a Twinkie was a food that didn't really go off. We don't really get Twinkies over here, do we? Because we're, we're British, no. obviously. All we eat is tea and crumpets and stuff like that. How boring. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but I did a, did a little search. Twinkies, for cakes and things, they do have a longer sell-by date. Around 40 days they can stay on the shelf. But they don't have an indefinite lifespan. You couldn't leave a Twinkie for a couple of years and then eat it. I did find while I was in the deep, dark Google hole of Googling the lifespan of oh, a Twinkie. Oh, God. I did find someone had kept a Twinkie for a couple of years. I think it was like 30 or something years. That's not a couple. That's more than that's a couple a, of years. That's a lot. I did find, though, that upon reading the article, it was mentioned in, the Twinkie had turned grey. So whether you'd want to eat that, hmm. I don't think you would. Not great, Chris. I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise eating a 30-year-old Twinkie. That's one logic in this film that... I will not stand for, Chris. However, the film itself admits that it's a cartoon. Yeah, it kicks down the, the fourth wall towards the end. I like this film. I didn't like it as much as you did. There was no, for me, real laugh-out-loud belly 
chucklings and chortlings. I did have a wry smile across my face, but it, it was enjoyable. It's your sort of humour, though, like rude and crude and stuff like that. Oh, yes. So rude and crude, isn't it, Chris? Oh, it was brilliant. Uh, yeah, it's full of innuendos. The cast is a who's who of comedy. you got Michael Sarah and... Um, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. <laughs> Jonah Hill. <laughs> yeah. Um, Green Goblin, Junior. Oh, James Franco. Yeah, there we go. James Franco. My mind instantly went to <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man 2, and that was completely wrong. But oh, yeah. no. No, yeah, I, yeah, James Franco. Yeah, that, that whole little, you know, Hollywood clique yeah. that they've got Edward going on Norton there. was in this. Surprisingly, yes. Yeah, playing a uh, Jewish donut. Uh, a bagel. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, he was a bagel, but... Are bagels inherently Jewish? I don't know enough about food culture. I have no idea. No, but... Me neither. No. Oh, Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah, he was in it too. Yeah. Yeah, so lots of people in it. A star-studded cast of uh, voice actors and stuff like that. So, Chris, favourite character in it? Who did you like the best? Who did you feel bonded to? And if you were a piece of food, what would you be? <laughs> okay. The one I felt most connected to. I quite like the... Um, it's called Firewater. Oh, yeah, the Native American whiskey man. Yeah, him. Yeah. I uh, I I found him to be a quite chuckly character. I liked it when he was uh, describing things. He's doing all the hand movements and all this stuff. Yeah, and, uh, that was. He's funny. constantly high. I also quite like the uh, was it douchey, douchey, douche, the douche. Yeah, the uh, crazed, demented women's hygiene product that goes mad and starts killing other products in the shop and sucking them dry of their juices. I thought he was quite a uh, fun character to have around. Because he's psychotic and kills lots yeah, of things. See, that's that's yeah, your kind of he character. He does it. And it, what type of food I'd be? I'd imagine... Because you like spicy food, don't you? To yeah, your detriment... I'd probably be like, like chilli sauce or something. Yeah, something horrible and full of burning. Not Nothing flavourful. Just You'd be the extract of a ghost chilli. That's what you'd be. Just be pure the, fire. <laughs> the uh, extra hot Nando sauce. Yeah, you'd be... You'd what be would you be? Something like that. I would be something nice. You'd be a watermelon. I can see you being a watermelon. You'd be a watermelon. I don't know why, but I see you as a watermelon. And then we'd form an unlikely friendship, the watermelon and the spicy sauce. Well, you'd you'd have the spicy sauce and then the watermelon to quench or to, like, get rid of the, the burning and, you know, have have some flavour. Why a watermelon? I don't Is know. Is it because of my melon-shaped hair? I looked at your face and I just thought, yeah, it's watermelon, obviously. That's the first thing that came in, but a red one. A red one. Aren't they all red on the inside? No. You get, um, like, it's got yellow outside, white in the middle. Are you thinking of a lemon? <laughs> they look like they look like big lemons, yeah, but they're watermelon. Okay. I felt that they missed a trick here, because I really liked the trailer for the film, and that got a lot of buzz, didn't it, with people talking about the way they marketed it, haven't they? With the friendly Pixar animation start-up, and then it turns into basically a horror film where a potato is being peeled uh, i think they could have done that in the film so before the food gets taken away they could have you know held back on the swearing and, and the crudeness for a little bit maybe kept in some of the innuendos because who doesn't like a sausage bun innuendo chris eh who doesn't like that? i enjoyed those so yeah i think they missed a trick there i do like the trailer i was worried that it was going to be like a one note joke kind of film but it wasn't as one note as i feared it was going to be some missed opportunities it was crude but what do you expect from a seth rogan film 
I like the animation bad. on it. I thought the animation was good. It wasn't too bad. Especially I... uh, with the female human when it shows her camel toe. Great. That's what we love, isn't it? Yeah, I thought that was excellent animation. Um, I did have... There was uh, the animation company that did the animating for for the film. Uh, 40... I think at least 40 of the, the animators. There was a big kerfuffle with the, the unions. I don't know the full story, but from what I can gather... 40 of the people that worked on the film were taken off the credits because they refused to work some overtime to make sure the film was out on time. So they brought in other animators and cast them off for these guys so they didn't get recognition for... I assume they probably did a fair portion of the animating before they were kicked off. So that's kind of sad. Eh. Stuff happens, don't it? (laughs) Sympathetic as ever, Chris. Great. What would you give this film? Watch or don't watch? Oh, watch, yeah. Watch, yeah. Yeah. yeah Unless you're, you're a vegetarian. easily offended by swearing, sexual innuendos, or... Uh, stereotypes. Yeah, strong stereotypes. Or it plays around with uh, religion a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. So if you're offended by religious jokes as well, uh, avoid it. But then it. It, it does put a pin in it and... Towards the end, when Seth Rogen's character, Frank, is um, trying to rally them all together, mm. he does go, oh, you don't have to be these stereotypes that you've that you've all been painted as for years. Mm. Ignore the fact now that I'm about to take a sip of tea. Uh, ignoring it? Delicious. <laughs> wow. Do you oh, know what? Grey. I, uh... <laughs> I was waiting for a Nazi Hitler to pop up because some guys at work were talking about it and I knew Hitler was in it at some point. All right, yeah, that took me off guard. A nice uh, introduction musical and then a bloody Hitler, Hitler jar pops out. What, 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 what was it? It's a jar of something. I've got it? no idea what it was. But it's like, we're going to get all the juices. <laughs> get all the juices. It's all the bottles of juices and stuff. That was quite funny. Maybe, maybe he was, uh, if he didn't like the juices, maybe it was like a concentrate thing or something like that concentrate a German apple strudel I don't know <laughs> you're sure. really you're failing on that I know German cuisine is not my speciality but oh, yeah really but yeah I thought that was good uh, I like the um, you can sort of say cameo can't you of when uh, Frankie's running up the uh, frozen fish and he hallucinates at, um, meatloaf meatloaf yeah meatloaf uh, I like that gag meatloaf has a meatloaf inventive yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> well it'd make perfect sense wouldn't it really yeah it does it's, yeah it's yeah. It's enjoyable. But, again, like you said, not for those of uh, faint heart. Nah, if you're easily offended, you... And, again, don't take your kids to this either. No, take them. If if you only showed them the first 15 seconds of the trailer and then, for some reason, just stopped. Do the same with the film. <laughs> yeah. Right up to the point when you start to see Frankie's lips form into, I think... I think the, the first uh, word is probably shit or something like that. I thought it was fuck. Yeah, I thought it was <laughs> fuck was the first uh, swear word. Yeah, up until that point, you're fine, kids. Mm. Just after that, it's all it's brutal. It's all lewd and crude, but good lewd and crude fun. Yeah. So, Chris, inevitably, when we talk about films, we have to go and see films that involve lots of death and destruction because there's so much in it. <laughs> yeah, because that's that's what we do. We survive movie deaths. And this one presents a unique challenge, doesn't it? So with the food-related deaths, mm-hmm. we have to try and work out what the rules are for this animated universe. So we know the rules with Toy Story. Not that there are many deaths in Toy Story, but when 
people come in, the food, not the food, the, the toys all stop moving and they play dead and pretend that they're toys, don't they? In this, the rules are slightly more flexible, aren't they? Yeah. Because you see food trying to escape and that's mirrored in the real world with carrots and things rolling off the tables and stuff like that so how Mm. do we go into this surviving it do we just take it as the food is always it's uh, anthropomorphic and always being able to move yeah it it says doesn't it the um when the humans look at the food they can't they can't see obviously the expressions the The hands hands, them doing stuff but you've got to assume that they would always see the food moving us somehow like rolling or something when they were actually moving because i mean at one point the sausage and um some of the other uh, food learning how to drive a car yeah <laughs> so somebody looking at that car would have seen like a sausage propped on the steering wheel as it drove past yeah okay so because <laughs> the only way the humans can see it is if they get high on um, bath salts yeah yeah so we assume that the food's always moving and stuff and the humans can okay. just see it rolling right so now that we've got the rules kind of almost cleared up let's go into our first set of deaths which uh, involves the opening of the film in this big musical scene where all the food is happy and singing of their morning song, basically. And in this whole montage of singing and dancing, a bottle of honey mustard gets picked up, chosen to go to the great beyond. And a few scenes later, after we've got our introduction to our main characters, Frank and Brenda the bun, uh, honey mustard is returned to the store, horrified by what he has seen in the great beyond. And he's told by Firewater, the Native American whiskey, not to tell the others what he saw. He keeps quiet until he's grabbed again by another person and put into the same trolley as Frank and Brenda the Bun. He starts to freak out, climbs up on top of the trolley uh, and says, Guys, the great beyond, it's not what you want. It's all crazy. You're all going to die. And they're not going to take me again. And he goes to commit suicide, jump off the trolley and smash into pieces. But Frank jumps out of his packaging, which is a big no-no in the religion of the the food. uh, Because they've built like this religion that people are gods and they're going to take them to heaven and blah, blah, blah. So he grabs them, the, the honey mustard, and then the bun grabs him to stop him falling. And then the trolley wheel wobbles, causing Frank to drop honey mustard. Honey mustard smashes on the ground. And then the trolley hits another trolley, or it hits... Bumps into another trolley, and then... uh, Sending all sorts of other food products flying everywhere. How did the humans see it then when Frank was holding on to honey mustard? (laughs) And Bun was holding on to Frank? I got no idea. Yeah, how would the humans perceive that? They would just see a honey mustard attached to the end of a sausage. Yeah, attached to the end of a bun. Maybe they just weren't looking. And, and well, obviously weren't, yeah. were they? <laughs> to see this strange thing. So when this collision happens, uh, a jar of jam falls off and smashes. The trolley still keeps going, and I think a grape or something gets smushed under the wheels. But um, Frank and the bun manage to escape out of the way, uh, along with Douche, who manages to also escape, but he's left deformed. His nozzle is bent out of whack. So he can't be used uh, for nozzling anymore. So this what one's a hard he? one. He's a, he's a female hygiene product. What's he actually for? Do you have any idea? I, d- I think he's just got for cleansing. Some, he's got some sort of tube that goes up. Yeah, he's, and I'm he's guessing for, you just squeeze for, the bottle. Yeah, for cleansing in, in the intimate areas is, oh, okay. is what I believe. I've never had to use one. Which means he would have died after they squeezed him. 
it's not clear what shopping products are allowed to be anthropomorphic because there are bags of chips that on the outside are anthropomorphic but the actual chips on the inside aren't and a potato it makes chips so does the potato have to die and then it's not and then the packaging on the outside of the crisps and then there's a packet of mints <laughs> that is anthropomorphic on the outside and then the mints on the inside are alive as well so it's all very confusing they all come out alive but when they come out the packet then dies yeah so i i i got no idea what's happening here but yeah i think the juice on the inside of juice deuce (laughs) douche right is is his blood his life essence because he goes a bit crazy and um starts uh you know sucking the life out of unfortunate food products which he does do in this next incident of death where in the aftermath of the the trolley crash douche is picked up by uh, the shop worker the only guy that seems to work there yeah oh no there's that woman as well behind the till yeah you see her a couple of times and um he's taken in a bin bag put out the back but he crawls out and uh, finds a poor injured and bleeding juice box bleeding out of um it's got a cut right between his legs yeah where you'd imagine the crotch yeah. of, of a juice and box it's, it's also be. it's uh it's made clear that the juice box is a guy as well yeah and uh douche seeks to save himself and sucks the juice out of the juice box picking him up crushing all the juice out of him discarding him and then using a sticker to heal up the cut that he's got where he's mm. leaking from there's not really much you can do because we don't know how injured the juice box is because he doesn't move he doesn't seek to defend no, himself I in mean, any way when a douche grabs hold of his legs and holds them up at that point he should realise oh my god what's going to happen but he, he does nothing to try and save himself no. so I mean he's laying on the floor going dying yeah yeah. I don't think with any medical attention he the juice box could have lived he have got his sticker off though and stuck it on his crotch I think the hole was a bit bigger than the sticker would allow to cover but there is a possibility because a running gag in this film is that douche says uh you know common phrases like um you know piece of cake and a cake would appear i don't think that ever happens but he goes not that one yeah here's a light bulb moment and a light bulb pops up and goes hey you're talking to me and douche goes ah piss off (laughs) and he does this throughout the whole film so maybe if that light bulb had been braver what would win in a anthropomorphic cartoon fight, Chris? Women's hygiene product or an eco-friendly lamp light bulb? Probably douche. I mean, douche looked pretty strong already, didn't he? He walks on his hands and everything, so he's pretty... Uh... He's got a good upper body strength. Yeah, he's, he's in there, isn't he? Okay. Do you not think the, the light bulb could blind him and then, you know, beat him Where's up? he getting the power from? Well, the light it needs electricity to turn question. its light on it was its light was on when we did see it didn't wasn't it no it was off it could find like a wire or something or maybe use the wire to choke out douche can you choke out a lady's hygiene product I don't know he's quite thick I mean you'd have to squeeze it quite hard wouldn't you which of course would make all the stuff squirt out the top of him yeah you'd have to pop off his nozzle as well mm. so very tricky maybe you could get all of his light bulb friends mm. to help potentially maybe well, the juice box shouldn't have called out for help anyway. If he knew he was dying, and he shouldn't have called it out. Well, 
you're dying there. Maybe a friendly shopping product would have come and helped yeah, you. Rather than one that was willing to suck in between your legs for life essence. Yeah. That's probably not what you're expecting. <laughs> the juice box's last moment. Is just um, agony. Problem is, we've got no idea how it ended up there or how it sustained the injury, so it's kind of exactly, hard to Exactly, yeah. Uh, so this is a tricky one. We're going to have to move on. Because Frank and the bun were out of their packaging, they weren't taken home with the female shopper that bought them and paid for them. So we join back up with Michael Sarah's sausage character and Jonah Hill's sausage character as they're in the kitchen and they're, this is a bit that you probably everyone would have seen in the trailers if you've seen the trailer. It's there in the kitchen. They're like, yay, this is brilliant. This is heaven. And then she picks up this Irish potato potato singing he's really happy then his skin gets peeled and then he gets dropped into a boiling pan of water all the items freak out and start running around the shopper also chops a tomato in half she pulls apart a lettuce with her bare hands and then she eats a couple of escaping baby carrots all that chaos and carnage chris any tips for any of the uh, the food items in there. And also, what the hell was she cooking with one potato, some baby carrots, and lettuce, and tomato, and a hot dog? And there's nachos she put on as well. Yeah. Is she going to eat all that? Yeah, what the hell? It's a lot of food for one person. You can't really feign dead in this because... You'd be eating the worst anyway. thing. Yeah, they think you're run. dead anyway. You would just literally have to try and run, wouldn't you? And then she'd be looking thinking, why are my sausages are rolling away in different you know directions? And like... A carrot's gone that way, and a tomato's yeah. rolled down there. And I'm grabbing for them, but they're dodging out of the way. I can't, I can't get them. Yeah. Ouch! This one bit me. <laughs> well, that won't happen, would it? But still, um, that's the only thing I can suggest you do. Really, run to cover. Maybe if you jump off onto the floor, unlike the druggie who's like, "Oh, five second rule." Yeah. She uh, might think, "Oh no, 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 no! I can't have that," and then like drop you in the bin. Oh my god, in the bin. The well, the bins slightly safer because then you get the chance to escape when she's gone Emptying to sleep rubbish, then yeah. You, yeah so that might help the potato you've really got no chance because again the potato thinks he's in heaven and yeah he's in a false sense of security so we can't help him that much the tomato is on a chopping board and is chopped clean in half he could have rolled out of the way potentially but then again, I don't know if how she's good their uh, maneuverability is. The maneuverability of a, a the tomato. tomatoes and the round ones, because you never see them move really on their own, do you? No, or, and she might also be holding it down as well, so he we can't roll away. The lettuce again. Just ripped that in uh, half. I know. Oh my hands. god, that was brutal. It was. I like that. Um, Thumbs in the eye hole, and then just. I know. The, like the baby carrots, they try to run, and look what happened. They get caught and, and munched in the mouth. Yeah, there's not much you can do once you're in there. Uh, if you're like one of the carrots or something like that, you you can hope that um, she's not going to use all of you and the rest will be put in the fridge. Yeah. And then you can uh, devise again, an escape Again, what recipe plan. uses baby carrots, tomatoes, lettuce, one single potato and a sausage? Yeah, she got all the hot dogs and, and buns out and nachos. Yeah, and the nachos. I can only and assume she, she was yeah. cooking a big, like a buffet meal because it was the, the 4th of July was coming up. That oh, was coming so the next day. So she was cooking like something that people would go up to the table and you take what you want. She's that got would explain. Round, yeah, that would explain like that. why okay. she was cooking such a wide selection of foods. Okay, but the fourth of July in film time was the next day. Yeah, yeah. Warm cheese and nachos does not keep for very long. She can't read a calendar. She thinks it's tonight. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're a snack for her while she's cooking. Because you so know, she's cooking and she cooks herself a snack. 
I do eat it. while she's cooking. Yeah, because cooking makes you hungry. Because you look at all the food, you smell it all, and you think, oh, I'm peckish. You're cooking because you're hungry, so you cook something No, no, because the food she's cooking is for the buffet for the 4th <laughs> of July. So she thinks, oh, I'll have some nachos to hold me over, because this food's making me hungry. If I go to a celebration and they're serving salad, I'm very disappointed. I love it. So long as they got spicy sauce. Love yeah. me that spicy sauce. And a watermelon to quench the... <laughs> to quench to the sauce. Your, so- your sore burning mouth. But yeah, so that one's um, quite tricky. But on your point, Chris, of trying to run away, uh, the two sausages played by uh, Sarah and Hill do try that. They break out onto the windowsill and uh, are building up the courage to jump off. But uh, Hill's character, Jonah Hill's character, he is right by the open window, so he's an easy target for the the lady she stabs him with a big cooking knife through the back yeah he tells um sarah to to jump and uh, the knife is pulled up cutting him in half he falls backwards into the kitchen and into the sink i would not want to eat a sausage that had been in the sink what must have been going through her mind when she realized that um her the two sausages, sausages because even though when they're standing upright the humans see them l- lying, lying down. down so she would have seen two sausages that she had lying down but on her windowsill on the outside of the window yeah how did she think they would got out there because they couldn't have rolled yeah up, up. could they how did she explain that or maybe in this world it's like humans are used to this sort of stuff yeah humans are probably a bit foolish well they, they're gonna have to be aren't they to not really ignore all this food based shenanigans yeah, your sausages up. climbed up over your, into out your window and all yeah. that sort of the other your baby carrots are screaming in pain as you chew on them <laughs> ah okay so, well for one thing he should have stepped away from the window so he wasn't an easy yeah, target they shimmied to their right they would have been behind the closed section yeah so that would have mm. saved and then she would have had to also a knife is not a good implement for pinning a sausage down you'd want a fork or something like but that it's multiple prong thing she stabs the knife into the sausage i don't know if her goal was just to uh retrieve the sausage and when she tries to pick it up that's why it like slices through him Possibly, i imagine yeah yeah a fork uh, would have would have stopped her from you know yeah. cutting him in half i mean you can't I'd use my hand personally i would have picked just a sausage gr- how did you get out there <laughs> yeah Do you know after this film i was eating some sausage rolls and i was i put one to my mouth i was thinking oh, what if the others are screaming right now <laughs> <laughs> but um uh, yeah should have jumped quickly yeah gone to the side you know anything like that yeah so we go back to frank who discovers the truth about the the supermarket from firewater and the imperishables and he goes off on a on a quest to try and find proof evidence that you know what he's saying is true and that the great beyond is a lie so that's his little story throughout the the supermarket. We then cut back to Michael Sarah's character, who is roaming the streets now, the mean streets of the city, and uh, he bumps into it has to be a human turd with the decaying husks of corn just there. And they're like zombies, weren't the, they? Yeah, you know? zombies. That wasn't the worst thing he bumped into, though. What was oh the the condom the used condom again? It's not food. It's how is it anthropomorphic? Perhaps we need to work off the assumption that all all um, inanimate objects are alive. 
But then but maybe we do see a bunch of cutlery, uh, some knives but all falling on them. The cut the cutlery can only speak and talk to each other, and the food doesn't see that unless the food is high as well to see them. Possibly, it's it's a theory. Which I think works pretty damn well, because it explains why not everything's moving. So does this mean it's a possibility that this could be set in the same universe as Toy Story? Yes. 100% yes. <laughs> it, uh, it definitely could have, because, I mean, what if they look at it and the aisles, like the shelves, they're actually talking to each other, but they see the food as like the humans see it and stuff? Hmm, maybe. Because yeah, there's different things of communication. Like, we can't understand when animals talk to each other. Well, they do. They just like make noises and stuff. No, that's what we think. But you have no idea. They could be talking in a sophisticated language. Yeah, more, well, more sophisticated than you, anyway. Shut up. But yeah, anyway, that that, that used condom here. Uh, horrific sight. Says about yeah. how he was stretched out and uh, he yeah. opens up his mouth and oh. Yeah, it's not good. Brilliant animation. <laughs> you feel the stickiness, can't you? But anyway, so. Uh, Michael Sarah he finds uh, a druggie with a shopping bag of the logo of the supermarket he came from and he decides to hitch a ride with this guy and when he gets home with this guy that's when he discovers that when the people are high that they can see the all the food but um, the druggie he passes out after he's had his, his, his fix and then when he wakes up he just puts it down to you know a horrific hallucination a bad trip or whatever so when he sees the sausage he forgets all about the promise that he made to take him back to the supermarket and help his friends and he decides to cook the sausage which you'd think wouldn't end well for poor Michael Sarah's character but you're wrong why would you pick up a raw sausage you just found on your pillow after you've come home from a drug high and you think I'm going to cook this yeah you wouldn't would no you'd well, throw it in I've the bin never done drugs so but even Mine so might be adult in some way but this uh, guy is not yeah. normal is he no he's really not normal and uh he's because he's got a weird sense of decoration which comes back to haunt him in the end doesn't it chris so oh yes indeed we this scene cuts off before we find out the the fate of the sausage but he does reappear after frank has failed to try and rally the rest of the supermarket after he's found evidence that you know the food is going to be eaten and stuff like that from a cookbook yeah from from the great cooking book he's failed that he's down in the dumps and then this air vent opens up and michael sarah's sausage pops down and he tells him the story of how he managed to beat this druggie and goes hey the gods can be killed oh the severed head falls down Uh, yeah the severed head of the druggie falls down so it turns out that having dropped uh the sausage into the boiling water he misses and he falls down hits the floor and as the druggie goes down to pick him up he hits his head on the pan of boiling water and then michael sarah's character pulls the shoelace he trips over hits the wall falls on the ground and this battle axe that he's got on show comes unhooked from whatever hanging it's on and decapitates him so michael sarah's in the in the shop now with the severed head of the druggie and a bunch of the other food products and uh, toiletries that he found at the druggie's place, including gum. A only ever so. I don't know whether you caught the subtleness of this. Is this Stephen Hawking's? You know. Well, obviously, yeah. yeah. So subtle, you you would have missed it. So subtle, so subtle. 
You are kidding, aren't you? It's Can you hear the sarcasm in the voice? Well, no, that's why I was going there. I really couldn't hear sarcasm. And then uh, uh, Frankie gets a lesson in. You know, you've got to give them hope. You can't just tell them that they're all fucked and they're all going to be eaten and killed. You have to give them hope and inspire them. And he does this, and uh, with the help of his new friends, uh, they come up with a plan. They shoot arrows, well, cocktail sticks, with, laced with... Um, drugs at the people in the shops and uh causing them to hallucinate and then they see the all the products in the shop for what they are real living cartoons this sparks a war chris a terrifying war beautiful carnage isn't it oh that's gorgeous right first off i've gotten a little bit ahead of myself if you were the druggie because mm-hmm. we're about to get onto lots of people deaths yeah so yeah. you're the druggie he's yeah. the first victim of this food war that's right how would you survive i don't know because you wouldn't expect a sausage to a police shoelace and trip you up i'm guessing i wonder from the druggie's point of view the sausage like went under his foot or something he slipped on it maybe possibly yeah because otherwise you'd see the sausage roll next to your foot and then your shoelace magically pick up in the air and pull yeah and untie itself so confused about these rules. It is very confusing. It's only going to get more confusing because when the battle in the shop uh, happens, there's this large fellow who's chasing a bunch of food down this sweet aisle. A strawberry lace blocks his way, trips him up at the neck. So he falls over, hits his head, and then the strawberry lace ties him down, pinning him to the ground because strawberry laces are known for their unbreakable knots, aren't they, Chris? Oh, yeah. And then a packet of mints and a bottle of pop decide to make the ultimate sacrifice by dropping the mints into his mouth. And then the coke unscrews the top of his head, dives in after the mints. And then the reaction that follows makes the man's head explode, doesn't it? I'm calling bullshit on that. I've seen plenty of videos where people have dropped uh, Mentos into, I think it's Diet Coke. It's it, Coke, it? any Coke. And... Um, I've seen the explosion, but I don't think it's enough to blow your head off. Also, why did the food drug everybody? Surely it just made it harder for them. To fight back? No, because it just made it harder for yeah, them. Yeah, cause then the, yeah, because then the people know what they're fighting against, yeah. don't they? But then the drugs might, like, uncoordinate uh, them in some way. I'm assuming they'd done it uh, to see if the humans would, uh, or the gods, as they put them, would uh, show mercy to begin with and think, no, we've been wrong. We, we shouldn't, won't eat We you. shouldn't eat baby carrots. Nope. <laughs> no, it goes in a carnage, doesn't it? Cause Freak the fuck out and punch the stand of tomatoes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that works. Sounds good. about right, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Obviously, strawberry laces aren't known for their toughness, are they? No, I mean, you should he be able to rip broken out, out, out Yeah. He? Do you think that's a reference to Gulliver's Travels? Definitely, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Not the head exploding there. Oh, yeah, that's definitely <laughs> what I was talking about. Yeah, I reckon if he just sat up, maybe he was too scared, or maybe the... Uh, I mean, I don't know what effect uh, bath salts have on you uh, physically. Yeah. So but maybe, by yeah, maybe it like weakened him, made him drowsy. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. We're not sure, but yeah, he, he could have escaped, possibly. Or what you have to do when his mints drops in your mouth, you got to swallow those mints down. You see that bottle coming, swallow, 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 and then when the bottle hits you, you're good. Yeah. The problem is though, the the strawberry oh, lace has tied his mouth open. So he might be able to swallow one hole, but not all of them. I mean, it's like trying to take paracetamol and stuff like that. Is I find it... Some people can swallow it straight away. Or some even swallow it without water. You animals. I but, can't do it, yeah. But yeah, so 
I don't think, and the Mintos were a lot bigger than Paracetamol, so it would be tricky, and if his head didn't explode trying to swallow them, he probably would have choked on them anyway. But, um, yeah, throughout this whole fight, Douche has been killing poor, helpless food products and making himself uber strong, and uh, he manages to corner the the shop guy. What do they call him? They don't call him the Dark Lord. They call him the the Evil One or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, something like that. He comes around cleaning. Get, basically gets the expired food off the shelf, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, and puts them in the bin. So this this guy, the shop worker, has got himself a revolver from under the counter and douche sees his opportunity and um, implants himself, shall we say, into the, um, the man's behind. <laughs> And uses his testicles basically to steer him in the direction that he wants to go. So Douche is after Frank for bending his nozzle and he wants revenge and he's using the the big guy to to shoot him and and try and, and get his revenge. The two have a fist fight. Douche is winning up until the point the other food realises what's going on and they don't like the, the shop guy because of all the expired food that he's putting in the bin so they target him once they realise what's going on uh, Bun swings in and saves her sausage uh, <laughs> this is after Douche is taking a, a bite out of him yeah that's it, it bit him yeah pretty violent does this mean if uh, any other food like say Frank for example consumed a bottle of water that was uh, alive. Would he get stronger? Like um, douche? I guess it would depend on the food. So a bag of crisps, if that were to drink a bottle of water, it would just make the crisps all soggy and stuff. The sausage, mm. I think, because some sausages now, in order to like save on production and meat costs and to make them cheap, they fill them with just shit and water's one of them, isn't it? Just to bulk it out. That's why... They do that with bacon as well. That's why sometimes you get a nice thick ration of bacon and you stick it on the fryer. Then it just shrivels up and it's like a tiny mm, bit. Okay. So, yeah, it, it would depend, I'd assume. But this would be like cannibalism, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Would it be cannibalism? Well, yeah, he is a different product, but... Yeah, it's I a different think... food product, isn't it? That's yeah. like a... But I think there's an understanding between all the food groups that you don't... Consume one another. Exactly, yeah. The food um, fights back once they realise that it's uh, it's the big evil guy that's been putting them in the bin. And he, uh, all the food products, they rig up this trolley that has a propane gas on, shoot it at him and launch him and douche out the roof of the the shopping mall and it explodes so there's not much you can do because you're being controlled by a women's yeah health product well so you're douche douche is controlling you to um yeah douche is controlling you to you move around but he's not making you fire the gun or anything is he maybe in the cartoon world pulling on testicles is probably firing the equivalent. gun yeah. you reckon so working on that logic okay maybe douche should have pulled out when they got hit by the propane tank how did the food know how to what the probing tanks were and how to set them up and stuff I no idea happy coincidence probably uh. maybe the Stephen Hawking's chewing gum told them that oh. had a good moment didn't that it was that a, you appreciate yeah it was great it was a had a Terminator moment where a uh, douche controlling a shopkeeper uh, fires the gun at the uh, 
the gum the gum yeah gun at the gum gun at the gum blows his head apart the head then starts to reheal as it plays the uh, the beats from the Terminator theme yeah the da-dum dum da-dum mm. and uh you know it's a blatant reference to Terminator 2 the is it T-1000 yeah the T-1000 yeah yeah that bit where Stephen Hawkins gets shot and then reforms yeah that, that bit. bit that classic bit where Stephen yeah that, that classic bit uh, as yeah. you know Stephen Hawkins in all the Terminator films exactly good cameos yeah Ah, so um, thoughts on this death or none? I wouldn't have pulled the gun out while fighting food. Had he not pulled the gun out, Douche probably wouldn't have gone for him. I know Douche wanted to go for uh, any ass at this point, yeah, didn't he? Yeah. But he might have gone for. Uh, he might have taken the time to yeah, find and then a, the, uh, somebody the, else. The shop worker wouldn't have isolated himself, would he? He wouldn't no, be in a prime position no. for. Um, uh, anal exploration also, shall we say when he gets a gun and he, <laughs> he gets a gun he's pointing at douche and douche is like I'm just going to go in and he sort of just sits there and lets douche just go in doesn't he yeah which makes you think he's probably like actually I kind of want to douche up my bum yeah he's he's pulled the gun out to kill living products hasn't yeah he? and he just sits there and the douche is like going into him and he's just like sitting there like yeah okay this is fine by me it's too late now so yeah that's you um, know I thought he shot himself in the head when, um, so did I, yeah, yeah. when Frank he was, was like sh- on his head. Yeah, and he shot the gun. I was like, oh, he killed himself, and then he was still alive. Yeah. So he, must have missed. he obviously missed, but yeah. I was going to say, oh, it's an on-screen accidental suicide yeah. in the animation. I haven't seen that yet, but... Well, you saw it with the mustard. Oh, yeah, but that doesn't really count. Mustard, you know, human. Mustard, human, Bit whatever. Different. So, yeah, so um, that pretty much uh, sums up all the deaths. The film then, in my opinion loses its mind completely and goes into Chris's favourite moment of the film because uh, <laughs> Chris is a sleazy bugger <laughs> and he enjoyed the completely weird shop full food orgy that ensued so starts off with uh, Frank and Brenda finally going at it for the first time and the other characters are watching and the um, the two characters played by uh, Edward Norton and uh, I can't remember the guy that played the rap but uh, they start making out, and the other food gets involved. It's just, and then it just it, goes yeah. on from there. It, it gets really out of hand really quickly. I know um, it's so funny. Such a strange orgy, and then it's revealed in the final scenes that uh, the gum Stephen Hawking finds out that not only is the great beyond a lie, but their whole existence is a lie because they're not real, and their characters played by Seth Rogen and Edward Norton, and they're they're cartoons, man mind-blowing shit they create a portal made out of a toilet seat he even says it's a stargate yeah so direct reference to stargate there yeah Yeah, the film ends with them coming through and across into our world yeah to kick butt yeah i think they missed a trick here i we didn't stay for the end credits to see what was at the end i did google there isn't a post-credit scene okay good uh but i think they could have um put in like an Avengers one where the actors are all round and they're eating the food that they were playing so Seth Rogen eating a, a hot dog oh yeah Edward I like Norton, that yeah yeah Edward Norton eating a, a bagel or, or whatever yeah. so that, that would have been fun but oh, you told me that they were thinking about making a second one yeah, possibly yeah I was, I was so reading about it yeah maybe uh, look forward to that in the future mm, possibly so, yeah, Seth Rogen wants to do a uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit style type thing live action animation together it might work it might not it might be best doing it with 
a different property yeah. that he comes up he with. So also said he wants to start a line of adult orientated animation films like Sausage Party that are for you know fifteen. They're going to be either fifteen up. or yeah, eighteen. Yeah. yeah. That that might work as a possibility, but yeah, not mm. a bad idea. Mm. So Chris, the proverbial mustard has run dry in this uh, particular podcast. Uh, people would like to get in touch with us and tell us where we can find more sausages for our parties, eh? Uh, email us. Oh know where that's going. Uh, email us at wickedsurvivor at gmail.com or tweet us pictures of sausages. No, don't tweet us pictures of sausages. No. Send us sausages. Send us the buns. <laughs> Send us it all. Uh, you just tweet us films you'd like us to cover. Uh, we could survive that. Or suggestions for how you would survive if you were an anthropomorphic sausage. Hmm. Um, also, if you're listening on iTunes or Podomatic or anything like that, feel free to leave us a comment or a review. A couple of stars, maybe. Uh, we're on YouTube as well. All the older episodes are there. So if you find us there, subscribe and give us a thumbs up if you liked the episode. If you didn't, give us a thumbs down and tell us what we could do better. Or lie and just give us a thumbs up anyway. Replace that Jack. <laughs> Bring back Ben. <laughs> Do a Ben and Chris episode. <laughs> oh, right. Uh. Um, Chris, that's everything. We'll be back next week. I don't want to say what film we're going to be doing. It's going to be Harry Potter <laughs> because it might be. It could be anything. Chris, end the show. Okay, I will. You have been listening to We Could Survive That, your weekly survivor guide to the food world. We will see you all next week. Until then, keep on surviving and don't get eaten. Goodbye.